Martin, are you ever going to push me? Probably not. I might do, in a playful manner. Okay. But, you know. <laughs> Harry, so how do you see me now? Can you see me? Yeah, yeah, sitting right there, you yeah, know. Okay. You're, not, you're not John Cena. No. I can see you. I see you perfectly. Not going to do an intro? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hello. Welcome to the Now We're Talking podcast. The podcast where free men listen to... Now that's what I call music. You know, I've shortened it there. (laughs) (laughs) From the UK series, number one to a hundred. And we just like talk about them and that, innit? Yeah. Yeah. What are we on this week? (laughs) Now 13, disc two. Yeah. All right. Cool. So, (laughs) uh, you know, we're, we're in, what, November, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, we're at the end of 1988. Oh, we're nearly in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it'll be 1989 soon. So we're going to have a look at 1990, 1990, we're going to have a look at 1988. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have a look at 1988 in music. Ooh. Ah. Yeah. Here are some uh, happenings in the world of music in 1988 that we haven't already talked about. January 20th, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah, that old one. They, yeah. This year they inducted the Beach Boys, the Beatles, the Drifters, Bob Dylan and the Supremes. Wow, they've quite a lot of big hitters in that one. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of people beginning with the. Yeah. As well. On January the 28th, Matthew John Tripp from Tampa, Florida filed a lawsuit against Motley Crue, claiming he'd been hired to pose as Nikki Six. And he'd written, recorded, and toured with Crew between 83 and 84. Wow. Yeah. And he dropped the lawsuit in 1993. Wow. Yeah, lawsuits take ages to get sorted in America, though. So Do you know possibly say why? got a lot of money and they haven't. Did he say why? You know? Because he was mental, it? probably. Okay. That's probably why he said that, isn't it? Not because it's true. No, but I mean, why he dropped it? Because he was mental. (laughs) (laughs) I've got a feeling he was mental. On April the 7th, Alice Cooper had an accident with a stage prop that was like some gallows. Did he cut his head off? No, he nearly died, though. Wow. Yeah. The gallows malfunctioned and the cable snapped. And he fell all the way through and, like, chinned himself on on the trap door. Oh my god! And uh, got knocked out and stuff, and they they revived him, and he went back and finished the set. Fucking hell! Yeah, which suggests that him being hung on the gallows is not the finale of the set. (laughs) 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 Something more spectacular. The start of the set. Yeah. On April the 19th, Sonny Bono became mayor of Palm Springs, California. On April the 30th, Eurovision was hosted by Ireland, who won it last year with Johnny Walker or whatever his name was. Uh, this time it was won by Celine Dion for Switzerland. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. Celine Dion did Eurovision. They were the ones that were all sore because like, Belgium won with that little kid and they got annoyed they came second and I reckon that's why they probably got a ringer in for this one yeah. when they've got Celine I don't know why they don't have Celine's not Swiss is she uh, Abba weren't English I don't know why yeah. surely you should have someone from your own country isn't it just who writes the song that has to be like 
I really don't know how they do it. I've got no idea what their criteria yeah, is. Yeah, Celine's song was called Ne Parte Passant Moi. <laughs> Not very good at French. We came second with uh, Scott Fitzgerald's Go. It's not F. Scott Fitzgerald, no. it's just Scott Fitzgerald. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was leading for most of the voting, so we got picked by a French-Canadian singing for Switzerland. June the 24th, Motown was sold to MCA. Oh, and, wow. And an investment firm for $61 million. Which is, I don't know, probably about 150 now, adjusted for inflation. Yeah, that's <laughs> after they spunk loads of money making films and stuff in the 80s. Did they? Yeah, yeah, they made like two or three films that didn't do very well. Don't make films. But they're really good. Action Jackson is an amazing film with Carl Weathers. Don't yeah. make films and Pet that. Shop Boys. They probably weren't worth what they were worth in the 60s. Oh, no. They would have been worth much more then. On September the 24th, James Brown leads police on an interstate chase. Nice. Wow. Yeah, after he reportedly broke into a seminar at a building where he owned an office, waved a gun around, and demanded to know who's, who'd used his restrooms. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can you imagine? Oh my God, God damn it, if someone's used my shit, <laughs> I'm going to get up on that thing, I'm going to find out who it is, I'm going to get him, God damn it, I'm getting my gun out. He's <laughs> so enraged. Just <laughs> imagine him busting into a seminar with a gun. Did you say someone who's spraying you... shit all over my toilet? Someone had used his toilets. Did you? Yeah. So his more restrooms. Did you use more than one of his restrooms? He's got several yeah. restrooms. Yeah. And someone's been going in all of them. Well, I'd be pretty furious for that. Then. Yeah. Just use one. <laughs> yeah. I don't feel good. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that's why he's called James Brown. <laughs> 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 from November to December-ish Sean Penn was allegedly stalking Madonna really? soon, soon to be ex-wife and he was arrested by a security guard for trespassing on her property threatening to attack or kill her and cut her hair which but really nicely he's going to give her a nice bob yeah and she was subpoenaed to testify against him in uh, court yeah. so I guess it was like a police prosecution that doesn't often happen in domestic cases I guess it does if you're a celebrity Good, they should make examples of them. Yeah. Yeah. Especially Milky Boy here. Milky Boy. <laughs> he's alright now, isn't he? No he one's giving right. a shit about that, are yeah, they? Yeah, he's alright now. Yeah. Right, can we have some uh, Ric Flair music, please? It's the fight for Christmas number one. Ooh. 1988. <sighs> I don't think I've got enough stuff. This is too long. Well, well, I'm going to stretch it out. <laughs> Just really stretch. This it. year it was a two-horse race between Kylie and Jason. Oh, yeah. With especially for you, which was scheduled to coincide with Scott and Charlene's on-screen wedding. Wow. In Neighbours. I didn't know that. Yeah, but they were pipped. Oh. Pips at the end. Oh. By Cliffy Boy himself. Oh, God. Yeah. It was a mistletoe and wine. Oh, oh God. Number one. Christmas 1988. Get in there, Cliff. He's done it again. Good old boy. <laughs> Cliff. <laughs> <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha
So also in 88, I've got to mention them because we haven't really talked about them and it was a shit-hot year for Bross. Oh! On any of these. They had five top five singles and they're only number one all this year. So Five top? I thought they were like a one-hit wonder. No, this is their like big year of success. Okay. So, yeah. They, uh, they just put out a documentary about Bross and everyone's been talking about it. Yeah. Apparently it's really funny. Yeah, I, start, I watched like, the, the first ten say. minutes and it was hilarious and I was like, right, and I think I'm going to watch it next week. Yeah. I've, I've planned to watch it. Yeah, I can't wait. It looks amazing. If you watch that, let us know what you think about oh. it. Yeah. Also, can you let us know if you know what a scrobula is? Because it's really annoying me. This on, like, now when you look at songs, it says, like, it's one of the metrics that they use to see if, if like, how well, how successful a song's been. It would be, like, number one in Switzerland, and they all that data's in there. There's also, like, these scrobulates where you can either be, like, it's, like, the era, or it can be, like, the genre, or it can be a keyword in the song as well, and you can be, like, scrobulate 10 of 70s, scrobulate 64 of jazz, and shit, and, like, I keep seeing it, and there's no explanation for it. And yeah, it's I'm pretty confused by you just saying that. So. I think it's got something to do with scrobbling, but I'm not sure, or scrobbles. I don't know. Let me know. What the fuck is it? Please. What the fuck's the scrobbles? <laughs> All right. Got to do some charts. Ooh. Get out your free 80s pop background music royalty free. Yeah. Okay, and let's chart. Hi. Hello there. It's the Top 10 UK Albums of 1988. At number 10. I said albums, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good, because it is. <laughs> At number 10. It's Rattle and Hum by U2. Uh. At number nine, Fleetwood Mac, Tango in the Night. At number eight, it's Terence Trent Darby with Introducing the Hardline According to Terence Trent Darby. Fucking hell, mate. Yeah. At number seven, it's Tracy Chapman, that hard disk stealing son of a bitch (laughs) with uh, Tracy Chapman. At number six, Wet 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 with Popped In, sold out. Oh. And at number five, it's now 13! Yay! Wow. Number four, it's Bross with Push. Ooh. And number three, Michael Jackson with Bad. Oh. And number two, it's Private Collection from 1979 to 1988, Cliff Richard! Oh. Don't say anything. Because at number one, the biggest album of 1988, Kylie Minogue and Kylie! Okay, yeah. Alright. How long we got? It's the top ten (laughs) singles of 1988! At number ten, it's Womack and Womack with Teardrops. Not bad. At number nine, Wet 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 and Billy Bragg with With a Little Help from My Friends and She's Leaving Home. At number eight, it's The Hollies with He Ain't Heavy, He's My Brother. At number seven, Phil Collins, A Groovy Kind of Love. And at number six, it's Glenn Medeiros. Nothing's gonna change my love for yes. you. Yay. And at number five, Tiffany. I think we're alone now. <laughs> at number four, it's Kylie and Jason, especially for you. And at number three, it's Kylie again on her own this time with I Should Be So Lucky. 
And at number two, it's Yaz and the Plastic Population with The Only Way Is Up. Oh, but nice. the number one single of 1988, Hugh Bastard, is Cliff Richard, uh, Mistletoe and Wine. Uh, uh, oh, you piece uh, of shit. It's a shame we're not getting a special EP on now because it's got a really hilarious video where they... Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and it's just a funny song anyway. Yeah. God, that was some bad top singles of the year, really, yeah. <sighs> Not amazing, eh? Well, the only good one was Glenn Medeiros. Should we do Off the Record? Off uh, the Record uh, yeah. with Jacob. Yeah. Off the Record with Jacob. So, it was slim pickings this time, but between now 12's release on the 11th of July, 88, and now 13's release, 21st of November, 88... The only notable stuff I could find there was Guns N' Roses with Sweet Child of Mine. Nice. And they also had Welcome to the Jungle in there. Oh, wow. A bit more rock. Van Halen, When It's Love. Uh, Kylie Locomotion. Uh, Michael Jackson, Another Part of Me. Still got singles trickling out of band. Oh. Bon Jovi with Bad Medicine. Enya, uh, Orinoco Flow. Whitney, One Moment yeah. in Time. And another Michael Jackson, Smooth Criminal. Mm-hmm. And then just a lot of old songs being released as like, you know, this song, 88. Lots of those. Yeah. Cool. I don't know why 88 was a particularly bad year for that, but it seemed like half the charts are just re-releases of stuff. Yeah. Is Orinoco Flow... Is that Sail Away, Sail Away, Sail Away? I'm not 100% sure. I think that's Sail Away, isn't it? I think all the venue songs sound pretty much the same as each other. Yeah. All right. So, disc two. Disc two. Now 13. Yeah. Come on, Straight in, yeah. With well, the Fat Boys again, yeah. Featuring Chubby Checker. Oh, yeah. no, it's not featuring. Oh, it's and. Fat Boys and Chubby Checker oh. with the twist. Open brackets. Yo, twist. Close brackets. Yeah. Yo, twist. They like doing that, don't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so is this all the Fat Boys did? Just collaborated with old artists and then ruined their songs? Yeah, it's very much what you'd expect, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I thought it would be like this. It's, it's a weird thing. Cause I wonder you, who else they're going to team up with. I don't know, but you know, you saw, you had Aerosmith and Run DMC, so you could be like, oh, you know, maybe that's something. Maybe they're trying to go for that, but they're going back. They're going back a whole era, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. They're recycling these sort of 50s and, and early 60s songs. They should have hooked up with Cliff and the Shallows. Yeah, it does seem to be a fascination with the 50s in the 80s, isn't there? And there yeah. was sort of a brief, like, 60s revival in the 90s. Everyone loves was sort of 30 years ago. But there's lots of people that are still into, like, 50 stuff now. Yeah, they had another one. All the people that dress like they're in the 50s. Yeah. Yeah. I like, um... I like hearing Chubby Checker sing Chubby Checker and the Fat Boys. Yeah. That amuses me. Yeah. <laughs> but it's... They don't really... I don't know. It's a bit corny and doesn't add anything to the song, which has been done a lot of times. Originally Hank Ballard and the Midnighters. Yeah. Uh, Chubby Checker's cover gave birth to the twist. That yeah. was crazy. Yeah. They had twist yeah. competitions he was, everywhere. He was doing it in the video. He re-recorded it in 82 as T82. T- and in the 1990s, he recorded a country version. Oh, oh my he God. also performed oh, it at the Nelson Mandela tribute concert. 
Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, did you know, I didn't know this. Did you know Let's Twist Again is like a sequel to the twist that he wrote to yeah. capitalise on it, on the fame, on the twist craze again. Yeah. And that's actually the more kind of well-known and popular yeah. version in yeah. the UK than this, but I think I prefer this song to Let's Twist yeah, Again. Yeah, with the fat boys. <laughs> yeah, with the fat boys on it. Fucking hell, they're like, it's like having three fat man scoops, in it? Yeah, just, just shouting, shouting over, over the song. They're just a, a shit version of Run DMC, I think we said that last time. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I like the fact that it was in Quantum Leap. That's good. Was it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was in the episode Good Morning Peoria. That's yeah. how you say it. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, they meet Chubby, meet Chubby Checker, who's played by himself, uh, in a radio station, and then they do the twist, and an impressed Chubby asks, can I use that move? And Sam responds, yeah, but I got it from you. It's like one of those little uh, Johnny Be Good things. Uh, little circular time paradoxes. They they did this song together at the Nelson Mandela 70th birthday concert. Yeah. Yeah. Thought you meant Scott Bakula and Chubby Checker for a second there. No, the fat, boys, that would have been good. the fat Boys and Chubby Checker. And Tracy Chapman tried to steal their, oh. their hard disc. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he also guest starred as, him, as himself singing the twist in season four of Annie McBee. Oh, wow. oh God! These kids today probably don't know anything about Annie McBeal. <laughs> Annie McBeal, man. Annie McBeal. Oh, <laughs> I've seen that. Yeah. What? At the, that porn. Oh, um, Annie McSqueal. Wasn't it was an that? Adam and Jove thing? I remember. Where they was it like an? Oh yeah, Annie McBeal the... toy parody. Oh yeah, they did. That's also a porn. Really? Mm. Oh, nice. I'll have to look that one up. Yeah, it'd be different. It'd be like all the other porn that you've ever watched. But how do you differentiate between different films? Oh yeah, it's the one where they have loads of like. But really, those ones really are easy to differentiate sex. between. Cause this one's be like, like it's the one that's like Ali McBeal. It's this like, one's in like, like Game of Thrones. Yeah, it's yeah. in a law court and stuff. You know? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I skip the plots. I don't need the plot. Oh, they're the no. best bit. Incidental. You don't need the plot. Just, just switch plot. off once the plot's over, mate. Just the plot. Like <laughs> <laughs> gold. Right. Video, did you ever look at the video? Yeah. Yeah, they're sort of partying in a crazy Rugrats-themed room. Yeah. Which is very late. It's almost 90s-looking stuff that's going on there. Yeah, they're ahead of the time. Yeah, and at the end there's a sinister message. Your party's next. I know, it was scary, yeah. isn't it? Like a freeze frame. Yeah. I they can come to my party if they want, as long as they don't shout over <laughs> everything and go, dit, 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 dit. Do you think that was like aimed at, you know, all the stars of the 50s and 60s? They're like, you're next, we're coming for your songs. Yeah. yeah. You better watch out, the Beatles. You're trying to get down to some Womack and Womack at your party, and they're like, no, no, let's take over. They go to the CD player, put in a song from the 50s and shout all over it. <laughs> That's what they do. But, uh, bloody fat boys yeah I didn't I was surprised that uh, Chubby Checker wasn't that chubby <laughs> did he used to be chubby or was it just a name because he, he wasn't you know wasn't old. he like a co- you were saying something about he was a copy of Fats Domino yeah no, Fats yeah. Domino was a copy of him one of one worth the ways around yeah one of the ways around I think Fats Domino was first wasn't he and Chubby Checker was like the might have been. I'd have thought so, because Chubby would be like, Fast Domino, I don't know who's It's a better name. <laughs> I don't know who's dead and who's alive. That's Jacob's job. <laughs> well, surprisingly, Chubby Checker is still alive. Oh, wow. He's still rocking it. Ah, there. Uh, hang on. <laughs> oh, shit. He's here. He's coming through. Ah, there. Oh, God. He sounds worse than ever. It's former President Bill Clinton here, boys. How's it going? 
Uh, yeah, alright, Bill. I've just been playing my sax. <laughs> Getting your tongue in. Yeah. It was the number 16 on the billboard, boy. And I was like, oh. That's right. And I'll see you later, man. It was the number one in Germany and Switzerland. Germany and Switzerland? Yeah. Uh, and a number two in the UK. That's it. Yeah. Didn't even Ken. No, no love for these fat boys anywhere else. This is the last we'll be hearing of the fat boys and Chubby Checker. Neither of them mm. are coming back. Oh, I thought you meant together. We've got some more rap next. With yeah. We Rule by the We Papa Girl Rappers. Yes. We Papa Girl Rappers. Never heard of this we, in my we, life. No, me neither. It's got a hook. Yeah. Hook gets in the head. It's more dubby than kind of um, rappy. Yeah, it's all dub and dance all this Yeah. Uh, strange kind of hybrid. Yeah. Do you know who the Wee Papa Girl Rappers were, Martin? Uh, no. They were twin sisters, Sandra and Samantha Lawrence. Yeah. Or Total S and T.Y. Tim. Yeah. T.Y. Tim? Yeah. They were at one point backing singers for Fergal Sharkey. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Fergal. Yeah. Shit, we should have got Fergal to introduce the song. Yeah, another nice. shout out. Their previous single, Heat It Up, had two men and a drum machine on it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cool. So, do you know where Wee Papa comes from then? Yes, I do, but tell me. It was uh, what their dad used to say, who was St. Lucian, so they're of sort of St. Lucian descent. Yeah, which is, I think, probably where they are in the video. I yeah. don't know. It looks like it. Trying to figure out if it was Africa or Jamaica. It, it looked might like be St. Lucia. I assumed it was, like, Jamaica, just because dance hall. <laughs> <laughs> but did you like it? Uh, no. 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 Uh, they, they can't rap for toffee. <laughs> when's that ever been a situation maybe there was like maybe a slam poetry competition where you compete for toffee but rapping but, oh god they're bad rappers these girls and if yeah. they were back in singers why aren't they just doing some nice singing they did and they sing in the chorus yeah but it's still not that good is it it's but it's like a playground chant yeah the rapping's really bad there was the you know some of the little dance holly bits I was, yeah they were I thought it was right. an interesting mix of stuff you know. it surprised me to hear it because I haven't had any like dance holly stuff at all on now no. yet you know it was refreshing I think yeah but god that rapping what is lacking you've got you've got two things that don't really mix together too well what they needed was a bread buffer so a bread they, buffer. <laughs> they needed a bread buffer. That would have said a bread buffer in the middle. Yeah. It's the first in a, a lot of uh, very attractive ladies. <laughs> attractive Nubian princesses that are on this disc of now for some reason. It's packed with them. And uh, this Harry's one, happy about that. <laughs> smile on his uh, face. I am. And this one was a number six in the UK. Did pretty well. There was a number four in Ireland. Oh, oh yes, we love re- we rule. And in New Zealand, they liked it too. Number seventeen, mate. Number seventeen, mate. Yeah, that that's our lot. That's your lot. That's the last we'll be seeing of the wee papa girl rappers as well. Good, mm. good. Yeah. I'm glad. <laughs> Enjoy it. Affect the girl like me.
So next up is salt and pepper with twist and shout. Twist and shout. Another duo of we pepper girl rappers. Yeah, but also ruining an old song. (laughs) It's it's weird to have this on the same thing as the twist because obviously it's got twist in it, and again, it's a kind of older song originally the Isley Brothers um, which they've gone and sort of modernised a bit yeah and the Beatles did it as well I'd rather hear one of Salt and Pepper's own songs because I quite like um, Push It I like Push It and they've done another really good song as well um I can't remember exactly Let's talk about, about Sex Baby Yeah that's good Was that Salt and Pepper? What a yeah. man That's a yeah. good one yeah, Let's not list Salt and Pepper songs But what I'm saying is I, I don't mind Salt and Pepper But I don't I, need to hear them doing Doing an old song like this I yeah. like them I, I even like them doing this I don't It's something, uh, it's something about them It's like I like watching them I like listening to them They've got like a Exuberance that like I find infectious And I don't It doesn't really matter What they're doing Like as soon as I see them I'm like yeah It's like when you see Bugs Bunny or something just like shit's going down like here comes Bugs <laughs> uh, I really think that but uh, yeah I was sort of hoping for the best for this because I quite like Salt and Pepper I said they've got some good songs yeah but oh. did you watch the video yeah it was in the uh, sort of old school sepia and they yeah. were all suited and booted suits, but then they had like big yeah. hair playing in the style of the time yeah <laughs> All singing into yeah. little microphones. Like Cinderella was playing the drums. Yeah. She is lovely. Lovely <laughs> job. Spinderella. She is a lovely job. Yeah. Oh, ridiculous. Um, this is from the album Assault with a Deadly Pepper. Oh, oh my God. Which doesn't work at all as a pun, does it? No, that's a bad title. No. But yeah. I quite admire them for go sticking with it. Yeah. You know, surely someone must have told them that's a bad idea. But, you know, they've got that exuberance so they can pull it off. Right, well, I can tell you that this is not the last we're going to see of this song. This oh, song? But I probably in this guise. <laughs> I don't think it's going to have salt and pepper rapid on okay. it next time. Well, this was an Irish number 18 under Irma for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and did well enough to get to number four in the UK. We love a bit of that hip-hop in the UK. Yeah, this wasn't released as a single in the US. Wow. I think it was a B-side. Just they hate hip-hop in, in America, it seems. They just don't get it. Yeah, they don't get it, do they? Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh. Blech. Blech. Yeah. Yellow. Uh, yellow. Don't it was put, all yellow. Drop that W, mate. Yeah, Don't you put that on. How do you say it without a W? Yellow. Yellow? Yeah, because yeah. it's a contraction of um, yes and hello, I believe. Oh, yellow. No, no, sorry, it's a yelled hello. Oh. Yellow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Yellow. Right, I've got this, because this song is like a chase music, because like nuns in the run, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And I've seen it on like other TV <laughs> stuff as well. On the run. When good. it was like the sort of stock chasing you around music when we were younger, and it's like it's got into my head as like a thing that should be sort of like stressful. So the minute that literally the minute I heard the first stab, which is different on the video, it comes in a lot slower with the stabs on the on the uh, record. It starts straight away with meh, 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 meh. Matt, 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 done it, but yeah. on the video you get all this weird sort of stabby stuff at the beginning. 
as soon as I heard the first stab I was like oh no I know what this is and I'm really just stress me out like I, I can't stand it I wow. can't stand it I I like all the horny parts on it but then it doesn't have a vocal melody it's just a guy sort of talking on one time it's like it's like fucking Hardcastle do a bit of singing yeah because Yellow did some good songs they did I Love You yeah. and they did Day, Day Bow Bow as oh, wow. uh, Mac and Charlie called it was that them? yeah that was them yeah, yeah. that was Yellow yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. Day uh, <laughs> yeah it had a promising in- a beginning but then it just kind of dropped the ball yeah. by not having a vocal melody I think it's really funny that it was a non- Nuns on the Run because I haven't seen that since I was a kid and at the time I really loved it and I can imagine yeah, yeah. it's probably pretty fucking dire well, it had to was it Eric Idle in it Eric Idle and Robbie oh, Coltrane right, right. make it automatically good Eric no. Idle was in Casper but they're both yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's good what's wrong with Casper <laughs> but, uh, again another film I loved when I was younger but Probably you just Eric Idle films are good and that's why you like them so much as a kid I, I remember None to the Rum was like my dad's favourite film I remember seeing wow. it a lot but yeah I recognise this song but I couldn't, this, it's couldn't like, figure out where exactly from it might be that torture to me to listen to this song well kind of, uh, I hate it well we now have to talk to Harry now <laughs> like keep this on me at all times so that I don't have an unfair advantage over you if you want to torture me, just put on Wicked Game by Chris Isaac. Whoa. I used to use that as punishment music. You <laughs> <laughs> should be like, right, I'm putting the tape on. No, don't put the tape on. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I like Wicked Game by Chris Isaac. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, what's wrong with it? Uh, well, I'll save that in case it turns up. Oh, All right, so Yellow, uh, Boris Blank and Dieter Meyer from oh, yeah. Switzerland. Oh. Yeah. And they are the two weird men in the video, if you watch that. Yeah. The two creepy weird men. One of them singing into a wrench, one of them sort of pretend to be an old-timey racer, and there's some crash footage and stuff, and it's quite creepy and weird. And Adita was a millionaire industrialist and gambler. Is he? Yeah. Wow. Oh. Well, Which are... I was a millionaire industrialist and gamber. Yeah. Gamber. A gamber. Yeah, I wish I was a gamber. I wish oh, you were right. a gamber. Gamba Bascoin. Yeah, so these boys like did a few things in their later career, but they've made some promo albums for different cars that were getting released. The yeah. Volkswagen Golf and the Audi A5. Promo albums. Yeah. Not entire albums of music. Wow. For the release of cars to be given away at sort of, you know, champagne mixers <laughs> things like that so yeah when you're a you know millionaire industrialist and gamba sort of thing you get up to isn't it? <laughs> they got them connections of Audi and well, stuff well I'd love to be a sort of playboy gamba <laughs> gambing about the countryside <laughs> throwing money around it was UK number seven okay what up, Rosidio? Yeah. yeah. Hey, dude. It was a number 33 on the dance club chart, boy. Oh, yeah. is that all? Yeah. Even, even after the smash... Oh, perhaps Nuts on the Run came out after this. Yeah. All right, boys, it's Davey. Oh. How's it going? All right, Davey. All right. Uh, you like a bit of the dancier stuff, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. What's, that, what's happening with you boys in there? Uh, don't know if I'm going to be able to come over here anymore after Brexit. Are you going to play? Are you going to let me in? Hey, what's uh, going on? Hey, it's that's going all in. wrong, isn't it? Smuggle you in. Yeah, I know. I've been hitting the. Uh, it's like in Australia. Australia. You can talk, mate. You fucking won't let anyone in. 
Yeah, well, you know, that's fine, isn't it? All We're that bloody, all that bloody up land. Bloody Yurubawi, eh? No, bugger them. Just me, us and Tazzy against everyone else. <laughs> How did this get on in the charts then? Well, I'll put it uh, somewhere. I'll put it number 56 on the Kent Number report. 56, that yep. all? Yeah, bollocks to it. It's a load of fucking... What is it? It's rubbish, isn't it? <laughs> That's the last we'll be seeing of Yellow. Oh, well. Yeah, bye. Well, Harry wasn't having a lot of fun then, but we're going to have some big fun now. It's Inner City, featuring Kevin Saunderson on top, but on the official Now website, it just says Big Fun. I think Kevin was actually a member of Big Fun. Big Fun? fun. Sorry, of Inner City. Inner City, Big Fun's the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Say that again. There is a band called Big Fun. And we've already had a song called Big Fun on a previous now. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was a... a gap band. Having Big Fun. It almost sounded like a cover of that song. Yeah. But it was so similar. Obviously in the intro, they had their keyboard set so that each key played a minor chord. So you get like a weird little melody oh, we, all made up of minor chords, which yeah. only normally happens in uh, black metal. The Streets of Rage uh, stabby chords at the start. Yeah, I like that. I was like, yeah. oh, Streets of Rage level. <laughs> I think this just made me think again, you know, we're plowing towards the 90s where dance songs with lady singers yeah. are all the rage. And this one was pretty good. I well, like it. We've kind of sailed past House now. House has had its moment. <laughs> it all happened this... on now 11 this Yeah, two. yeah, but this... <laughs> I didn't mind that, no. This is yeah, cool. I enjoyed it. I thought this was alright. It's quite a ravey aesthetic in the yep. sort of video, but... I they look like they're having big fun in the video. Yeah, I thought it was quite polite, really. It wasn't the very sort of hardcore. Yeah, well, it's not fucking Venetian snares, is it? But... <laughs> uh, yeah, a load of visual effects and some sort of flashing and stuff. Yeah. Flash photography. This is their first single. <laughs> just starting out. Just starting out. Yes, these guys are actually from America. Ooh. Yeah, a little crossover. Exotic. Oh, I bet this did well on the Hot Club dance chart then. Oh, well, do you want to know? Uh, yes, please. Yeah, I do. Yeah, we ain't got much to say about this. Which was number five under Arima. Yeah, actually did better than it did in the UK. It was a number eight on the UK. Uh, like a party. What's up, Jam Franco Broler? <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, dude. It was on the Hot Dance Club chart. Yeah, dude. It was a number one. Yeah, bro. Yes. Yeah, and uh, I stuck it in number 57 on me, Kent. Number 57. Yeah, one underneath yellow. <laughs> you'd like, I thought you'd like it, Kent. Uh... I liked it okay, but there's only so much room on my lists. Yeah, and I guess at the time you're probably more into acid. Oh yeah, I was much much more into the next one. Yeah. (laughs) Now you know you're wrong. You hear it in future zoom and spectrum. Mob featuring Gary Hazeman, we call it Acid! I can't do that. You do it, Harry. Acid! Oh, God. Oh, God. It's funny for about three seconds and then it's horrible. It reminds it's another me of a torturous song. Yeah, you thought it was a drug, Harry, but you know. 
Now you know. Acid has that effect. It's not about the drug, it's about Acid House. I know, that's... Be very clear about that, because there was a lot of uproar about this there song. Was. I thought they were singing in the song, which you thought it was a drug, but it's not. No? It's not, mate. There was an Acid House... shit song. There was an Acid House backlash from the tabloids. Yeah. yeah. Harry might tell you more. It was pulled from the BBC in October, and they wouldn't have any more Acid House on Top of the Pops or anything for... An amazing two months, so that yeah. blew over pretty fucking quickly. Yeah, some really terrible rapping on this job as well, yeah. isn't there? Yeah. Oh, this song's just too, it's too much. It's just annoying. There's too much going on. That thing over and over again is <laughs> fucking te- Oh, oh it's funny. It kind of reminded me of, uh, I've got recordings of when I was about 16 of playing songs with people and then like quite blatantly smoking drugs on them and like, <laughs> And yeah. really, in, like, really not at all. I don't know. I'm really embarrassed by all the blatant drug references now. Really <laughs> yeah, I think it's really this. funny. Mum, buy me them spliffy jeans. They're cool. Yeah. No, I really don't think. No, they're cool. Like, do you know what it means? No, I don't. I've got a clue what any of it's about. <laughs> it's just a guy, isn't it? It's a cool guy. Oh, yeah, it's not about drugs. And the guy, Danny D from D Mob, doesn't even take drugs or smoke or drink. Ah, yeah. So what a know. square. Yeah, he's a breatharian. He doesn't eat or anything. breatharian. Apparently this track was used as a plot device on yeah. the BBC Soapy Standards in 2018. Yeah, last year. How? How well, is it a plot device? It's just a song. The, Unless Phil got into acid. I don't know. People just kept going, acid! And eventually yeah. everyone went mad. Well, I need to find the tower. Leave him alone. He's just doing some acid. I can't reach the note like you can. Acid. <laughs> it's I'm like the fucking guy out of South Park. Loving uh. <laughs> you. Uh, did you watch the video? Uh, yeah. It's only two minutes long because yeah. the record company decided not to spend any more money on it because they didn't think it was going to be a hit. But it's uh, got a load of people with sort of square and triangle acid heads. Yeah. And your man... Doing some rap. Gary Heisman. Oh, he's not even... Ra- he's just talking, isn't he? That's what rapping was in the 80s, though, it seems. <laughs> yeah. No one had learned acid to rap house yet. is really good. Ah, oh, it... It really is. I like it. Oh, oh it's oh. really good. Oh, I tell you, so good. What, what? Chance then? Yes, please. Which well, was number sixteen, Andy Arma, uh, all the way up to a number three in the UK. What's up, broken record? Broke <laughs> dude. It's another number one on the US dance chart. Gnarly, gnarly. Yeah, there we go. Last we'll be seeing of Gary Heisman, and that's it as well. So it's really controversial here, but nowhere else even fucking charted it. Nah. Well, on the dance tip, we've got the Beatmasters and Beat Piano. Yeah. We're burning up. God, we're pretty dancey now, aren't we? Yeah, they're trying to kill us with house again. Yeah. Trying to destroy us. Oh, I enjoyed all of these more than that. Oh, yeah. Days. We're not as, the house has improved. They've oh. learned not, not to be so busy. Phoebe Arnold's not a bad singer. She's been singing on stuff since the 60s. She yeah. Does a lot of stuff. Oh, really? Well, you got any good ones? I've got a load of good ones she Go was on. on. She was on Ichiku Park. Yeah. She was on Electric Dreams. The album and the title track. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, she was on Sledgehammer. Really? Yeah. yeah. 
She's on Brighter Later by Nick Drake. Ah. And she's on Standing on the Shoulder of Giants, that big old bloated Oasis album. Oh, that was less less bloated than Be Here Now. It's like, but yeah, all Oasis yeah. is quite bloated. As we'll see later, they don't really know how to finish a song, so they just go on off on one for about five minutes. Yeah. But yeah, she's she's got pedigree. Big back and singing lady, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah. You get yeah, a lot of that. She's at the front. She's at the front. What did you think, Martin? It wasn't really anything spectacular. But again, it wasn't like a, a really difficult listen. I think whenever I hear these sort of housey dance songs now, I just think back to Now 11 and think, oh, it's not as bad as that. Yeah. I thought this was the most boring out of all the house jobbies on this one. And, really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Did you watch the video? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's just them performing, dancing about, loads of flashing. There's yeah. so much flashing in this, like, new house music. What, flashing, like, opening your coat and you're naked? No, like, no, flash photography, like, flashing yeah. screens and change. Like, I think it's meant to sort of evoke this sort of ecstasy coming up, flashy sort of weirdness that you, you get in, like, it's horrible. It's horrible to look at. Yeah, it does something to the, the bits of your brain that, sort of stress you out and <laughs> yeah so the Beatmasters yeah because we're not going to see them again so let's just say a little bit about them two members Amanda Glanfield and Paul Carter were working on TV jingles and stuff wow. and they got introduced to Richard Walmsley and uh, started the Beatmasters and after oh they also had a single in 89 with Betty Boo which uh, went top 10, which mm. we're not getting. And after they'd done the Beatmasters, they produced stuff for The Shaman and loads of others, including Blur, Moby, Aswad, Eternal, David Bowie, and Girls mm. Aloud. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Right, it's a chance then. <laughs> it was a number 14 in the UK. Uh, a number 15, Andy Irma. And the only other one is a number 24 on the New Zealand recorded music. Oh, wow. Yeah. Goodbye, it, Beatmasters and PP. There's going to be a lot to say about this uh, next act. Girl, you know it's true. It's Millie Vanilli with Girl, you know it's Girl, you know it's Girl, <laughs> girl you know it's Girl, you know it's Girl, you know it's true. Yeah. Oh, Millie Vanilli. Right, come on then, let's get the obvious out of the way straight yeah. away. Yeah, they, they're not the singers, they're models. Yeah. They got busted for lip syncing. And, uh, oh, Death Watch, Robert Pilatus, born right. 8th of June 1965, died 2nd of April 1998. Yeah, mm. it's a. Aside from all of that miming stuff, it's a really bad song. Yeah, and I'm surprised when people were like, "Oh, I really like that." Until I found out they were miming. No, you didn't. It's, it's rubbish. And they're not even. They're so like. Considering they were miming, you watch them in the video, and they weren't like very charismatic, or you know. No, they're just attractive, like men in their cycling shorts with the blazers yeah. combo thing that they were going for. They like to do uh, the sort of have them facing each other and do things, sort of you know, like a mirror image. Were they twins or were they just brothers? I don't, I don't, even I think, don't think they brothers. were brothers. Were they not? No. Uh, they just had the same haircut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought it was another Bross 
type situation. No. So it was originally recorded by a Maryland-based band called New Marks, with an X at the end. Oh, yeah. Nice. Um, there's a huge Wikipedia on it, so if you want to know, like, who record, did what bit and who went round whose house to write which bit, then you can read that. Yeah. Because it's very detailed. They, um, after... Millie Vanilli ended there was like an album by the real Millie Vanilli which was the people who actually sang on it but then um, uh, Rob and Fab did an album with their own voices uh, and it only sold 2,000 copies wow. and made the label go bankrupt <laughs> they are like the like textbook definition if you look up about pop singers lip syncing yeah. I don't mean people are so bothered by it now but it was a big scandal at the I time I guess it's like just a known thing now yeah, and also, yeah. like, I don't... Well, I, well, I don't think... No, there's this a difference between, like, say, I don't know, Katy Perry lip-syncing, because she has at least sung on the record. These people are pretending that they're the singers and they're not at all, but... Yeah, but it was easy to get out of, wasn't it? Like, oh, you were uh, lip-syncing that particular concert? Yep. Yeah. yeah, sorry about that. Mm. We were. You don't have to go, and also, we didn't record. Oh, shit. Yeah. Fuck, I fucked up. Fucking busted myself. Oh. Unless the other yeah. band came forward. Well, one like, of, it was actually us. We won, yeah, we yeah. won the money. Yeah, one, yeah. Of the, one of the real singers came out and said, I'm the guy who sung on uh, it. And he paid him off with a big sum, big settlement, uh, to, to stop him talking about it anymore. There we go. Yeah, but did in we the mention, like, they, did we mention they're German? Don't they no, they did. They're German. They're German? Because it wasn't it like... During a live performance, is the, the like record starts skipping. Or yeah, something? yeah, yeah. Janda began to skip, and they tried to mime along to it, and then just ran off stage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, in uh, March 1999 issue of Time magazine, one of Millie Vanilli uh, was quite proclaiming himself to be the new Elvis, reading <laughs> that by the duo's success, they were more talented musically wow. than Bob Dylan, Paul McCartney, and Mick Jagger. But um, the other one refuted it recently in saying that it was taken out of context because they were still learning the English language. Oh. Yeah. I would have just said, I'm sorry, I didn't mean Bob Dylan. Oh, there you go. So, there, <laughs> so the only other thing I have to say about it is the, the intro was um, mocked by Mr. Bungle on uh, uh, one of their albums. And, um, well, on their demo, really. And I didn't realise until I heard this. I've never heard that bit. I never. I thought they were just dicking about. Yeah. But they were copying Millie Vanilli. Uh, yeah, terrible. Terrible rappers, these yeah. boys. <laughs> yeah, terrible video. Terrible yeah. song. Yeah. It's just, oh, it's just them dancing in front of some grey drapes. Yeah. <laughs> nice. They're constantly doing the thing where they keep looking at each other. Yeah. Right. It was a number three in Canada! Hey. Hey, hello, everybody! Hello, Canada. <laughs> Where have you been? I've been in Canada! Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was a number three under Irma as well. Okay. Yeah, and another number three in the UK. Ooh. And it was a number two on the billboard, boy. Not a hot dance. Actual billboard. No, actual billboards. Wow. Yeah, big hit. Uh, number 13 in the New Zealand recorded music. And I stuck it on a number 88 on the Kent Report. Oh, Kent. This sold... Harsh bastard. This sold a million copies in the US and went platinum. Wow. Yeah. Big boys. Big, big lying boys. Well, on the last disc, we had 
Hands to Heaven. And on this disc, we've got level 42 with Heaven in My Hands. Mm. Yeah. I think this is the best level 42 we've had so far. Yeah, it's not saying much. Oh, no, it's not like a great song, but... I don't know why they were so talked about. <laughs> it's and lively, it's bombastic, Yeah, it still leaves me pretty cold. Yeah, I've got a nice cheesy keyboard line that sounds a bit like a theme tune, which is interesting because uh, the music was adapted for the Croatian and Slovakian versions of the hit television game show Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. I did sort of feel like maybe I like this more than I would normally just because it's like the first sort of non-dancey song of the disc. Mm. Yeah, it's all like really had hip, that kind of Hip-hop dance and dancey, and then yeah. this came on, and I was like, oh, wow. Nah. I, thought, I thought we were getting another now or then. Oh, just, it's another just aimless. It goes all over and it's, well, they're inscrutable. Base. I don't understand level 42. They're yeah. inscrutable. This is more what I would have expected of them because I always thought that, yeah, they were just like crazy slap bass band and it was all about like Mark King being an amazing bass player. So I was expecting, yeah, just songs like this all the time. But we haven't had that at all, have we, really? And it's been a lot of, like, ballady, schmaltzy crap. Weird stuff. Just, I just don't understand them. That's, that's why I enjoyed this more, just because it was a bit more... A little bit more rocky, a little bit more fun. Yeah. Well, they've had a couple of people uh, leave. This is their first single without Boone and Phil Gould. Mm-hmm. Oh, Phil Gould. Yeah. Oh, Boone, yeah. There's some uh, black and white stuff in the video, then playing outside, some people dancing. Oh, and the thing I saw, there was just a video of them playing at life. They really milked the intro as well. (laughs) Milked. Took it up to level 42. (laughs) Right, have we got anything else to say about this meandering fucking part of Toss? Not really. Good. Right, was it UK number 12? That's it. Really? That's it. Okay. Wow, I guess level 42 were just a, a British phenomenon. Get on with your level 42. So, our next platter is Jane Weedlin. Weedlin? Yeah. Weedlin. Weedlin and Deedling. It's Jane Weedlin <laughs> with Rush Hour. Yeah. Driving in the Rush Hour. She was another member, she was the guitarist out of the Go Go's. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which was the band Belinda Carlisle came from. Yeah. That's right. I find her delivery very sexy. There's something sexy about it. Yeah. Ever since I first heard this song, I've found it quite sexy. When I first heard this song, it was over at the top of a montage of Ian Rush scoring lots of goals. <laughs> <laughs> was it the song you found sexy or was it Ian Rush? It's even as, That moustache. Well, it might have been something to do with Ian Rush and that moustache, but even at that young age, I could feel like a stirring in my loins as I, <laughs> as I listened to her delivery of this song. Do you still get it? It may have been the juxtaposition of watching Rushy score that hat-trick in the FA Cup final against Everton in quick succession, <laughs> but it also might have had something to do with Jane's sultry delivery. So awakening. Have you got a semi now, just thinking about it? Um, not really, no, because oh, you good. two boys are here. Okay. <laughs> you couple of boner killers. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. 
Don't know where I know this song from, but once again, well, you might I'm quite seen familiar it, with it. You might have seen it in the last uh, episode of the second series of This Life from 1997, which people who were in their 30s in the 90s thought was like an amazing piece of drama and sort of spoke to them. It was weird, wasn't it? It really like captured a thing. This yeah. life. It was well popular with like 30 somethings. Yeah, so it was Cold Feet. I never got into that. Yeah, and I wonder now if I watch it now as a thirty something, will it like make loads of sense to me and I'll yeah. really love it? <laughs> We've got space for that. Yeah. Have we got anything else to say about Gene Wheatling? Um yeah, well just the video really. Two main scenes. Her swimming with dolphins and her playing the guitar. The swimming with dolphins bit's good. Her dress is really horrible in the video. It's got like <laughs> coloured bow ties stuck to it. Got one over there. Yeah, well, they're probably just bows, but it's like a black dress and it's got like hideous, like day glow coloured bows stuck to it. It's horrible, honestly. Disgusting. Disgusting. <laughs> yeah, get it off her and chuck it in the bin. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a ridiculously peppy song, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah, I do sort of, I don't know, I like it a bit because of her delivery of it. You just like it because it gives you a boner. She's just, there's something wanton about the way that she sings it. There was a 1996 version by Joyrider, which was a number 22, and uh, we won't be getting, unfortunately. You want some charts? Yes, please. It was a number 13 in a calendar! Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right! And that was a number 8, Andy Irma. And in uh, New Zealand, they said, yeah, we're, we're in a bit of a rush, mate. This hour, we'll put it at number 31. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> in the UK we said oh rush hour eh we'll give it which an hour 12 yeah. possibly 1 depending on who you ask and in the US they said we'll give it a number 9 on the billboard boy and that's it and see you later Jane Wheedling stop wheedling all over this shit that's the last we'll be hearing of you I guess Ken didn't get it I guess nah. rush hour driving in Australia like you, mm-hmm. you see a car every uh, half an hour instead of oh, yeah. four hours we're driving in the outback <laughs> <laughs> well 500 miles if you're going that distance cool yeah rush hour might make a difference to that yeah it? if you're driving in the outback you might have to go yeah. 500 What's the next song? It's da 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 Yeah. It's Ooh, gonna be hello. 500 miles by the proclaimers. I am gonna be, I'm gonna be the man who wakes up next to you. It's nice. a song I've had so many times that um, I'm not sure that I was even listening to it properly when it came on. Well, I was listening to it on headphones and I noticed loads of like the backing vocals I'd never noticed before. Of just like yeah. where one of them sort of says and sings in a more Scottish accent, just like just the, just the occasional little word in the background. They are very Scottish. Yeah, the whole thing is very very Scottish. Yeah, I, I used to have this theory that it was mandatory to like the Proclaimers if you were Scottish. <laughs> you'd be you'd be exiled from Scotland for not liking them and then I got drunk in fact like, we mentioned this drunken incident before where mine made me buy a sausage in Germany but before that I drunkenly asked these two really hard looking Scottish people <laughs> whether that was true but they just laughed it off and said that's like saying 
that it's mandatory for you to like Chaz and Dave because you're English. Yeah, these lads in their spectacles and their faces. and Yeah. It's got more hooks than most of the last songs put together. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's catchy. Yeah, it's, it's catchy. A bit, uh, it's ludicrous as well. It's, it's you know, it's... Uh, you could you could just say five miles and that would seem a sufficient distance. You know, if someone walked ten miles total, I'd be impressed. Five hundred miles is just overkill, isn't it, really? <laughs> now I would walk five miles and now I would walk five more just to be that <laughs> scans really weirdly then you'd have to make five hundred like... miles would fucking kill you. <laughs> that wouldn't kill you, you know. I'm sure they'd stop time. for toilet breaks and like, you know, maybe you Well know, one carries one on his back for a hostel, little bit yeah. and the other one carries the other one. <laughs> Yeah, you know, they're probably. Uh, I can't believe well, they're doing 500 straight without stopping, you know. They make a fuck ton of money from this. The earnings from this are about five times the rest of their back catalogue. Yeah. But I, that's hardly surprising. Yeah, there was that. Um, there was the, the version, wasn't there? You can talk about the, oh, the charity well, version. No, we're not going to talk about that. Oh, because we're going to leave it. Yeah, yeah, we haven't heard fuck. the last of this song. But there was yeah. another version that we can talk about. Yeah. That we did that we're not going to get, which is just basically a re release of this because of the film Benny and June. Oh, I thought you were going to say Fat Boys and Proclaim. Yeah. <laughs> oh god no no we should, uh, we should do a Facebook poll or a Twitter poll see what people like more 500 miles by the proclaimers or 2000 miles by the uh, what are they called the pretenders oh yeah yeah so yeah that was your favourite distance what was song? the what was the Vanessa Carlton one yeah, that one. Uh, a thousand miles. Yeah, a thousand miles. Oh, yeah, we can just... We can... Which miles do you We like? can come miles up with a, a list of distant songs. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll stick it on the family album. <laughs> 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 yeah, oh, the Benny and June one, uh, the re-release in 93, that was when it charted in America and Canada. Ooh. Number three in America, number four in Canada. But this time, in 88... It was a UK number 11, number one on the New Zealand recorded music, mate. Fucking hell. Yeah, they loved it. Number 14 in Ireland. Celt solidarity there. Yeah. And uh, what this curious little song from the Highlands. So exotic to me. So exotic, yeah. I can't imagine what their lives are like, these little lads, these these little computer programmers from Scotland. I loved it. Number bloody one on the kit, mate. Number bloody one on the kit, yeah. Fucking hell. Oh, uh, yeah, there we go. There we go. So, right. so I guess we are getting more. Yep, yeah, see, yeah, yeah. see you later for about... See you later for about 20 years. Gary? Gary, you there? Hello? Uh, Gary. All right. How's it going? All right. What's the... uh, Do you want to introduce the next song? Oh, Oh, it's these bloody bastards. They can't sing in tune. We're not going to be hearing this one sung in tune for once. It's uh, Tut Pow. (laughs) Tut Pow? With Secret Garden. I'll tell you what, I like to put them in a secret garden. A lock-up. A lock-up in the moss side. (laughs) That's where they'll go. Cool. Gary, that's a bit harsh. I'll turn them into Gary's. They've That's got... how I'm preserving Gary's. <laughs> <laughs> you remember, they've got beef, Gary, into power. I know, I got know. Beef. But, you know. Yeah. Carol Double Decker. 
Yeah, it is. Um, I don't really have much to say about it. It had some guitar in it. That's about it. <laughs> Once again, it's sort of refreshing to hear a song that wasn't a dance song. We're getting some more. It was towards the end here. It was better than the last Tapal song we had, but still not a patch on China in your hand. Yeah. And again, yeah. it didn't have some bizarre backstory about Frankenstein and transparent cups. No, it's just about being yourself. Which made it a big, big hit amongst the gays, apparently. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah surprised Gary didn't like it then, eh? <laughs> hey! Oh, oh. So allegedly, allegedly, Say allegedly, yeah. allegedly. What are you saying that for, Martin? I'll get you like I got to pal. I'll get you, I'll put you in my lockup in my side. I've never seen you have sex with a lady, Gary. I'm going to put you and I'll put your asshole in vinegar. <laughs> well, That's right. That. That's what the Gary Preservation Society's <laughs> really about. It's about preserving your Gary. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, dear. I oh. The more I learn about it, the more I don't like oh, it. Gary. It's got a very British sort of video. They're going around in a maze with some bushes. Yeah, I saw the video. Lots of British stuff is happening. I'm guessing like all the traffic lights and road signs in this maze are like there permanently. So I'd quite like to go to this little crazy maze in uh, Simmons Yacht in Ross on Wye. Oh, that's where it was filmed. Yeah, I assumed it was just all set up for the video. Yeah, she sort of they sort of parade around the the maze. There's a cast of zany British characters there. Yeah, and Carol Decker plays a nice Carol Decker and a crazy one that causes Ooh, loads of mischief. I've yeah. seen that three. <laughs> <laughs> so they got the idea. Well, this was a number eight, Andy Irma, and in the UK, not quite as good. Number eighteen, still top twenty. And that's uh, going out with a bit of a whimper, I'm afraid, to pal. That's, that's the last we'll be seeing of them. How this can get on Decker now? and Co. Yeah. And we got a double Decker in the video as well. You did get a double Decker. Yeah. Yeah. I bet you hated that, Gary. <laughs> yeah. Single Decker. Two people singing out of tune. God, dear. <laughs> out of tune harmonies. Transvision Vamp with I Want Your Love. Yeah, never get away with calling themselves that. Trans- from 2008 to 19. <laughs> well, they might be able to, depending no, on what, fine, they, what they fine. stood for. This was a bit more indie-ish, or a bit, I wouldn't, I'd hesitate to call it rocky. Pop punk, I'd call pop, it. Pop punk? Yeah. I want your love. Again, a very wanton, sensuous delivery. Oh, you know, she's bad like she's naughty like she'll you know she'll eat you up but you know you enjoy it <laughs> <laughs> Wendy James is her name well yeah. Harry's, Harry's again cannib- cannibalism fetish and, uh, I think I believe I don't know if this is true this is just what I've heard but um, Wendy is is a made up name that was made up by the guy that wrote Peter Pan yeah I heard that as well really yeah. it wasn't a name before that yeah yeah. So they are sort of playing in the video in a bedroom with loads of posters on. And uh, it's definitely about sex, this one, isn't it? Hey? <laughs> She's leaving you in no illusion as to what she wants. Good she blue. wants your love. So, yeah. What do you like? Do you like this pop punk or can you, do you, you know? I mean, what I, do you think? I thought it was better than uh, sort of Blink 182 pop punk. 
<laughs> yeah, it's probably better than some 41, but uh, no, I wasn't that into it, really. Nah. I'm sort of happy I was getting towards the end of this disc now. Yeah, yeah I mean, I was interested, because it's something a bit different, but... Because you were finding it sensuous again. Yeah. It's, but, it's hard to... Did you just listen to this disc when you were horny, Harry? <laughs> Uh, sex mix. you know whatever happens happens <laughs> candlelit bath this one did alright really it was a, yeah number 5 in the UK number 3 under Irma and number 9 in the New Zealand recorded music nice it was a number 1 on the Springbok radio Springbok <laughs> yep and uh, oh I stuck it at number 7 on me Kent as well oh you found it sensuous good top 10s for the vamp but who I mean did Transvision Rap do anything else? Well, that's not the last we'll be seeing of them. Oh, okay. okay. Maybe we'll find out. So, someone compiling this chart decided, oh, one day someone will be doing a podcast and they'll be segueing songs. And they've <laughs> set up the segue because it was Transvision Vamp with I Want Your Love, and now it's Duran Duran with I Don't Want Your Love. Yeah. yeah. Make your mind up now, compilers. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was a nice bit of sequencing, really. But, uh, yeah. Do you reckon that's why it's hit this solo down on a disc two? You know, usually Duran Duran. Top billing on it now. Well, I don't know <laughs> if this is the, the fallow period before Ordinary World. I mean, we haven't heard of them yeah, for a while, so I imagine they have you know... Well, is they, it, I think this is still trotting out the Nile Rogers stuff, isn't it, I think? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. It was not as good as my favourite Duran Duran songs, which aren't that great either. <laughs> no. no. You know, I'm, a sp- I'm a Spandau Ballet man all the way. So <laughs> Duran Duran, it's like, it'd be like liking Oasis Ambler, which I did. Yeah. <laughs> but it really messed me up. I felt really conflicted through the whole 90s. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, this one re- reminded me of Notorious quite a lot. It had like the had a really bad rappy spoken bit in it yeah. again, and had a very weird shreddy guitar solo that was like really over the top. Yeah, because by this point, Duran Duran featured Warren Cucurillo, who was in well, Frank Zappa's Zappa. band. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, yeah. Yeah. so that's probably hence the shredding. How did Warren yeah. Cucurillo get in Duran Duran? Tonight. Well, because the tailors buggered off, didn't they? Yeah. yeah, the video was very weird, sort of black and white scenes of weird big words flashing up, and it was like That's a raucous street. It was kind of like a raucous courtroom where they were like testifying by singing into the court mics, which was interesting a bit. I suppose a bit boring, really. Well, it'd make court a bit more interesting. <laughs> People are singing in the defence. Yeah, I just I don't know. I just thought it was sort of standard. Duran Duran yeah. trying to get a hit and I mean meh. I sort of Simon LeBond's got quite a good voice because we haven't heard him for a while when it came back on I was like oh yeah, yeah. I don't sort of missed his voice I thought it was alright no, it's I think quite it, unique I think it kind of hampers it because they can never have a really big chorus because he just doesn't have I don't think he's got the range I thought it was alright no. yeah they don't seem to have big choruses do they uh no. No, they don't, because I like the reflex, but the good bit's the bit before, isn't it? Mm, yeah. Why don't you use it? Yeah, there was nothing else. There was none of that. Yeah. This could have been an Arcadia song, I thought. like It reminded me more of that. So, this was a UK number 14. Number 8, Andy Aroma. And we'll give it a dirty dozen. Number 12 on the NZ. 
Oh, I gave it a number 23 on me, Kent. But in the US, this did pretty bloody well. Got to number four, boy! Number four, wow, is yeah. Rana still big in the US? Though? Yeah, and even more so in Italy. This was the biggest selling single of 88 in Italy. Wow. Yeah, don't know what's going on the there. Italian market. going to get our Segway sponsored by Segway. We'll get free Segway. Well, Transvision Wamp. Wamp. Well, Transvision Wamp want your love. Duran Duran don't want your love. But the Human League believe that love is all that matters. Uh-huh. Yeah. So who's right, Jacob? I think <laughs> love isn't all that matters no I think it also matters doing a good song and yeah. I don't think the Human League have, have done that yeah I mean it's weird to hear the Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis production style applied to the Human League but I guess we have had this before with Only Human haven't we and there's a whole album of this stuff that came out in 86 yeah this was this was released basically to promote their greatest hits album that's right okay. yeah 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 it wasn't it wasn't very good, was it? No. The women in Human League really can't sing very well, can they? No. Well, no, no one in Human League can sing that no. well. Yeah. They're not supposed to, are they? <laughs> They're supposed to be singing badly. <laughs> yeah, the video is just sort of a compilation because, again, the record company's starting to lose faith in them a bit, I think, and uh, just wouldn't pay for a big video. Just did a little compilation. You get the Red House again that you got in the Fascination one. Yeah, that's uh, what made me think back to Fascination. I really like that song. This is this is a load of gash. Meh. Compared to this. Well, it's got slick production, this, but like, like, it's just boring. Uh, just I like first couple of Human League albums, I like. Yeah. But this is way past the best. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's 31 on now, so, you know, it's not their heyday, is it? Nah. No, I ain't got much else to say. No, me neither. And it only got to number 41 in the UK. Really? Not yeah. even top 40. No. Well, I bet that Greatest Hits didn't do very well then. No, I don't Why know. Why they just re-released Don't You Want Me? That was released one of their yeah, known that, songs. Well, that does well, get re-released later, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it does. They're saving that. Yeah. We'll be yeah, getting but I mean, to promote a Greatest Hits, that was their Greatest Hit, you know? Yeah. As far as I'm aware, so just re-released yeah. that. An album track off the last album. That is a weird choice. Well, it was number 27, Andy Armour as well. Oh. So there you like go. A bit more. You are an ocean wave, my love. Crashing at the bow. I am a galley slave, my love. If only I could find out the way. What's it all about? I don't know. It's all about Eve, innit? It's all about Martha and her harbour. It's Martha's Harbour by All About Eve. Yeah. Quite folksy, this one, isn't it? It is, yeah. 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 Unusually for the 80s, it's acoustic guitars and vocals, and that's about it. Yeah. Yeah, don't mind it. Because of that. (laughs) Yeah. Just a nice change of pace. Yeah. 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 Nice voice. One of your stranger ending songs, I thought. Yeah. Bit like Dave Sylvian's Red Guitar or something. Yeah. 
bit bit left field. Uh, I think what are they normally sort of a kind of more punky thing or I'm not really sure. I don't really know. It's a name that I've heard. I know this isn't normal for them to be doing this. Oh, they've, Ali they've McBeal would like it more than words, have they? Um, I don't know what Ali McBeal could hallucinate to it, to be honest. Yeah. No, yeah. she was more about the Al Green, wasn't she? Yeah. She liked Al and Green. fucking Uga Chaka. Is that an Al Green song? Uga Chaka. There was a really good, uh, I say really good, there was a infamous performance of this on Top of the Pops. You know about that? Yeah. They couldn't hear the backing track, and so they just sat for half the song, motionless, kind of going, what's going on? <laughs> and then they heard it and played the last bit, came back next week and insisted on doing it live. It's not a hard song to do live, is it? No. It's, not, it's the guitar on, yeah, guitar's yeah. on. Is the mic on, yeah. yeah. Right, let's go. But it actually went up the charts after that shitty performance, so mm. people thought it was like, well, I, I guess don't people know. People just listened to it because, you know, they're going, oh, let's watch this funny thing. Well, I guess they couldn't even go, let's watch this funny bit because they couldn't just pull it up on YouTube. Yeah. I want to relive that awkward moment yeah. over and over again. I must buy the record. I'll buy the record and then I can mime, like, do it myself, do the joke to my family where I'm just sitting there. Yeah. Because you're, you're doing all right if you've had an incident on top of the pops because there's not many of them. Yeah. You know, I watched one the other day where uh, uh, Faith No More were on top of the pops and uh, uh, the drummer wasn't there for some reason so they had someone stand in wearing the mask of the drummer and um, they told him not to take the mask off and the mask fell off. So Mike Patton turned around and gave him the finger while drinking a glass of champagne and there were loads of complaints. <laughs> that crazy Mike Patton, what's he gonna do next? Oh, that's great. Yeah, that does sound good. This was, oh, the video was just sort of them playing around at a harbour and some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Your face when you said that. <laughs> it was a UK number 10. Yeah. That's it. That's, that's didn't even your... get on the Irma. Didn't even Irma. Seems like perfect Irma fair Perhaps for me. Perhaps they didn't get the top of the pops that we got. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe they didn't see that fuck up. Yeah. And it's the last we'll be seeing of All About Eve, I'm afraid. Oh. Sorry, Eve. This ain't all about you anymore. No. No. It's all about you for okay. about 60 seconds. So, it's time for the feature that we call... Now that's what Martin calls. Now that's what I call music. Yeah, I'm thinking that's not going to be a lot. Yeah, it's going to be a short yeah. feature because there is pretty much a very few amount of songs on this that I'm going to take. I am going to take the only ways up by Yaz and the Plastic Population because I quite like that. It was good. You know, it's been going around my head the last. Yeah, week. I thought when I first saw it, it was on there. It was well, a bit played out. You know, I liked it more than I remembered. It's a song where should I ever be anywhere. I, that's the one yeah. I would sing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it is all right. <laughs> I'm going to take a little respect by Erasure. Not taking teardrops. Nope. Ooh. What? Oh, no, it's just too boring. Just yeah. loop, same thing. Doesn't yeah. go anywhere. Um, I think that is all I was having off there. You're not going to have to, don't worry, be happy. No. I don't, oh, I don't it makes me happy. I find it annoying. Yeah. That That is it. Um, actually, I will take He Ain't Never, He's My Brother as well. Yeah. It sort of feels like it's not like a now song, but it is a nice song. So nothing yeah. from this disc? No, I'm not having anything from this wow. disc. Wow. <laughs> oh, dear. Nothing I liked off this disc. Bloody enough. hell. It wasn't, it's all a bit meh. But um, what did you think? Let us know. We have yeah. got Twitter. Yeah, it's NWT underscore podcast. We've got Facebook. If you search for us, I've been trying to... 
fix it. Yeah. I think we've, you have to have a certain number of likes or something. We've Jake got, fix we've, it. we've got Instagram. Yeah. NWT underscore podcast again. Well, as yeah. the cool kids call it, IG. Yeah. Yeah. IG. Yeah. We're on the IGs. Hashtag no filter. <laughs> we're yeah. on loads of podcast apps as well yeah. so give us a look give us a rating if, it, if it's one that does ratings yeah, yeah. give us a like um, share that's all good yeah. subscribe yeah tell your friends give us a share <laughs> and thank that's you it. for listening Just, yeah. we'll be back next time with now that's what I call music 14 oh. this one Getting to the end of the 80s, boys. Yeah. yeah. Soon we'll be at the hallow ground of the 90s. <laughs> Hear all the shit songs from then. See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.